0: Hi, I'm Renee Philpot and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Amber, thank you so much for joining us this week, and I am excited for you to share with my listeners. You have so much knowledge so many things to share with us. Uh, A few of the things that we're going to talk about are near and dear to my heart, like shiny object syndrome, and energy management, the signs of burnout, all of those things, and I know you've got more to share with us, but if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself, I'd love it.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here too. Also just to hear my favorite Southern accent besides Dolly Parton. I mean, it's a highlight for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So my name is Amber Holly. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist by trade, and I'm also a, I'd say, lifestyle strategist and coach that helps business owners with the emotional side of business. So I used to be a dot commer before becoming a therapist and I uh, worked in internet marketing and operations. And so I, it's like this, the business that I have now in the podcast, the easily distracted entrepreneur, I get to put all of my favorite things, like meld them together. So there's that therapist side of me, there's that marketing business strategist side of me and uh, getting to connect with people. So it's, I've come full circle and it's, it's good. <laughs>
0: God, I love that so much. Um, I'm so excited for you to share some stuff with us. And I think first, I'd love to talk about as a, as a business owner myself, as a salesperson at heart, one of the things that I get lots of questions about is how do you manage your energy? You know, doing cold calls, reaching out to people, it's hard. And so I just thought maybe you could tell us a little bit to start out with about managing
1: our energy to get started in the first place yeah no and that's a it's I could see that being a really hard part of when you have sales especially if there is code calling involved because emotionally energetically you've got to get up for being in a certain mindset and not like not taking rejection personally or not letting you know having a a rough day or two kind of take you down and make you question your whole your whole life and livelihood, right? Um, I, I think you know I talk to people a lot about uh, you know business owners especially around energy management. I think a big piece of it is honoring how you work because I think we all uniquely work in different ways. Um, you know, like we have different times of day that we're better at things than others. And, you know, there's this fallacy that we're all the same, we're all in the same, our circadian rhythms are all in tuned with each other. And everybody's, you know, a certain type of like, everyone's a morning person or not, or, you know, there, it's so nuanced. And I think to understand and kind of accept, like, this is the best way I work, and then try to set your schedule and your life up for that, actually gives you so much more energy, instead of saying, well, I need to do it better. Or why do I need so much downtime? Why do I need, you know, uh, so much alone time? Like for when I think about people, especially who like identify as like introverted, they can feel like this guilt, like they're needing so much more and somehow other people are doing it better. And uh, so some of it I think is just like that self-acceptance and then figuring out and kind of tweaking like where, where, Do I work best in what types of tasks? To me, that can be transformational, just those two things alone.
0: Uh, Yes, I I completely agree with you. So I am a morning person. Mm -hmm. So I have to do the things that I have to get built up for. I have to do it early. Like if I say I'm going to do cold calls this afternoon, it'll never get done. Because (laughs) I'll talk myself out of it before at the end of the day. But if I get ready and I know that today I've got this planned, I will have some call reluctance. But if I just go for it first thing in the morning before I have an opportunity to talk myself out of it, then I do better. It's not going to be that way for everybody, I assume, based <laughs> on what you just told me. Um, but I, I did learn to do that somewhat. Um, and it has taken me a long time, to years, I would say, to learn to manage those things. And like you said, rejection is tough. And, um, you, you really don't want to get a no on a Friday afternoon. I kind of (laughs) really the whole weekend. So, um, I I have learned over the years to manage my, to manage my week accordingly. So I don't get, so I don't choose to get a no on Friday afternoon. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so it, it does work out better. Um, so I love that you shared that with us because we see people sometimes being really successful and we think we have to be exactly like them. Oh,
1: 100%. Um,
0: and that's the the reason that it is wonderful for us to get to watch other people be successful is we can see how we can apply that to ourselves and our, our work style and what we're doing. And um, I, I love that you shared that with us, that it is something we can always work on. We don't have to say, oh, I'm not a morning person, so I'm just, I just can't be in business for myself. I just can't be in sales because I just can't do it in the morning.
1: Um, Exactly. Well, and what you're talking about is you're doing like the eat the frog strategy, right? Which is like taking that thing you're avoiding the most or feel most, uh, like your biggest thing of the day and getting it done right away. Because then you build all of this positive momentum for yourself. Um, But you know, what's interesting about that is... There, you might, sometimes you do need to eat the frog. Sometimes you need to do that thing that you keep putting off. Like I'm going to do that today. And like you said, you just never get to it. You'll talk yourself out or you'll let life's, you know, life's little like distractions take over. And sometimes though you do need to do that. So yeah, you need to force yourself to eat the frog, but other times, like if you're a salesperson and you're making cold calls, my guess is it's not a one-off, right? So you need yeah. to, that's where it's like finding that sweet spot, that zone where you're really, really good at that particular thing. Um, like an example would be, uh, you know, there's this book called the power of when, and, uh, Michael Brewis, and he talks about this where it's like, maybe the time that you're good at brainstorming is a certain time, but the time you're good at talking to people or having difficult conversations is a different time of day. And so like to understand those rhythms. So something that you have to repeat and do all the time, you might want to look at that. Cause if you're not, if you're one of those people who like your brain doesn't fully come on board right away in the morning, like some people just wake up, you know, fully sharp and alert, other people like myself, (laughs) even if I'm up at 7am, I don't really want to talk to people until after like 11. And in fact, that's how I do my schedule. I, I didn't see clients until one o'clock. Like I pretty much try not to schedule things before 1pm my time that, that require me showing up and feeling like, I feel so much more confident that my brain's on board and I'm going to be thinking things through. But I have found that like that 10 to one time, I'm really great at brainstorming. And so like, that's a more reflective process, right? Yeah. So yeah, figuring out what is it? Maybe it's not right away. Maybe you're like, hey, I need to get up. I need to uh, like wake my brain up, you know, exercise or whatever that is and have breakfast. And then, then I'm on fire and I, that's when I should do my cold calling, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And I love the Friday afternoon thing. To me that's about creating those habits that support you to manage your mood, right? Yeah. So, yeah, don't 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 schedule late afternoon Friday cold calls. <laughs> like have a different way that you're transitioning out of the workday that's like fun and makes you feel good. <laughs>
0: Yes. And it's uh, my, my family's so much happier when I do it that way too.
1: A hundred percent. And that's trial and error, right? And I'm sure there are those times where you agree to do something on a Friday afternoon and then you're like, okay, this is why I don't do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause then I have questions and, and I'm wondering what if or whatever all, all weekend. So yeah. it's definitely about managing what you can manage. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing let's talk about is shiny
1: object syndrome.
0: (laughs) how, How would you describe that? And tell us how to deal with it.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to talk about because it is the plague of, I think, modern entrepreneurialism. We have so many things like demanding our attention and coming at us. And shiny object syndrome is kind of the idea that we get distracted by new, exciting, novel things, and we don't actually finish or work on the things that are most important to either us or our business, right? And now I've said sometimes shiny object syndrome is, or shiny objects, they they can be these amazing opportunities. And like, that's great, but it might not be, but sometimes it's the process of going through to figure out like, Is this the right time for this opportunity? Right. So sometimes people think shiny object syndrome is all like trivial things or things that are, that are, that don't hold a lot of value. And I I would say no. I mean, they can have a ton of value, but it's about being, are you being intentional about what you're kind of doing or committing to or um, focusing on? And is it in the best interest of like what your current goals are? you know, what's going on with you. And kind of my newest theory that I'm noticing with people is I find that a lot of people like, are committing to things that I would consider like shiny object, because they're really trying to get a need met that. And then, and so instead of addressing the need, they're just making more business commitments. So that could be, hey, I'm feeling really lonely and isolated. And then this opportunity to like, collaborate with somebody comes along and it may not be the best timing for them. Like they may already be overcommitted or maybe they're feeling behind in their business because, you know, that's kind of a perpetual thing as well. And they do it because they just want to have that connection with somebody. And so, you know, again, sometimes you look through that and you say, yeah, but I'm going to choose to do it anyway. It's not about you can't do those things. But when we choose them with the understanding of this is probably why this sounds so appealing And understanding that as opposed to thinking it's going to be the thing that changes everything for them, right? And I think that's always the misnomer is, you know, so I see that when people are lonely, when people are kind of burnt out, when people are, um, they're avoiding doing the hard things in their business, you know, there's Mm -hmm. probably, or feeling defeated, like maybe you're not getting the momentum you're needing. Maybe you're not converting the sales you're needing, and so rather than stay the path and do the hard stuff, it's much more fun to have this, oh, let me start a podcast or let me do, you know, let's, let's, let's just change up and I'm gonna start this new business where, you know, I make canned coolies or something like that. Something that sounds more fun, right? And so sometimes we're making those decisions not from a place of addressing what needs to be addressed, but we're kind of avoiding things. Um so yeah, I I kind of encourage people to look at what is that process, like what's going on with them. And I say especially fund deficient. Now I'm an ENFP, and that's a Myers-Briggs thing, and it's a personality type. We are called the enthusiasts. We love to have fun. We love to enjoy ourselves. And it can be really easy for me as an ENFP to just commit to things like left and right without thinking them through because I want to have fun. And in you know, the middle of business or that. That part of business, you know, or a project that you're doing, it's heavy and hard and sometimes really boring. So if you're not having enough fun in your personal life, that's part of that balance thing, then yeah, it's real easy to just say, oh, let me do this in my business and make everything a business endeavor, right?
0: Wow. Okay. That's great. So is there some, is there any tips that you can give us and how to evaluate if it is worth, you know... I don't know. Maybe you, you come up with an idea and you make a note. Just anything, anything that you can give us to just give us an idea of what to do with that instead of just chasing it right away, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um is there any anything you can share with us about how to deal with that or how to um check it out to see if this is what it is or if it's something I need to do?
1: Right. No, that's a great question. Yeah. So first off, I do have a downloadable that I'm that kind of helps people walk through that process. So if if people want to take it and kind of go through it for themselves and kind of evaluate those, they can, uh, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes it'll be at amberholly.com forward slash charm. So they can download the shiny object syndrome. uh, Like, I guess it's not a checklist. It's more of like, yeah, reflective process. But um, so that'll have all of the steps, but some of the basic ones and where I would start is, Often I say, start with Is this something that contributes to the goals that you have set for yourself, either for this quarter or this year? Um, That is always the first place to start because I think, again, there can be these opportunities that come up and you're like, uh, oh, this would be amazing. And in two years, it was my goal to eventually write a book or whatever the thing is, right? And so, Uh, This would be great. Let me go do this right now. But the reality is, if it's not something that's supposed to be or on your goal plate for the year, and you're just doing it and it doesn't have any alignment, doesn't actually contribute towards your goals, then it probably is a shiny object. (laughs) And so you might want to think, you know, longer about that. And I think what happens is people often think, like, oh, Yeah, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and it'll never come up again. And so they don't kind of trust in that. And then they end up overloading their schedules, overloading themselves. And then they're not really achieving any of the goals they're trying to do. Um, So just to be aware and kind of check, check that out. Is this in alignment with the goals, like more immediate goals that I have? You know, is this really a once-in-a-life opportunity? It could be a great opportunity, and I think if you've talked to a lot of really successful entrepreneurs, that can always be the thing when you're just starting out, where you're like, "Wow, I can't believe they said no to that!" Like they said no to like a million-dollar partnership, or they said no to, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. It's kind of amazing, but I think because as you become more success successful, you realize I really do have to be really strategic in what I'm you know, committing to, because we only have so much time and energy for anything. And so, yeah, so that's part of the process. And I think when you have that clarity, it's like the first step. Um, And unless it's like something with Oprah, like (laughs) other things will come back around or you have to trust that in some shape or form, it wasn't the right thing for you. If that's, if you do make that decision. Easier said than done, but of course, if Oprah calls, you should always say yes. So I'm going to say that's never a shiny object.
0: <laughs> if it's Dolly pardon, or Oprah, I'm oh, sure
1: say yes, right? Agreed, agreed. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dolly as well. I, yeah, I would not say no to Dolly, no matter what it is. Almost, but yeah, that and so yeah, figuring out if it's in alignment, and then I think it's going through and asking yourself, like, often I'll see this, and I am guilty of this, by the way. This is probably my biggest weak spot is like buying courses or buying things. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I just, Oh, what a great deal. And they have this, like, I love gift with purchase. So maybe it's some random thing. I have bought programs that were thousands of dollars for a random freebie that they were giving away with that program. So I might be the most easily marketable person on earth. I don't know, but (laughs) you know, I'll do that. And I never question like, do I have time on my plate right now to actually go through this program? Or can I wait for their next launch? Because maybe in their next launch, they have a better freebie or something else. And so like going through that process and saying, and financially, is this in my, you know, in my budget or what would be the best way to serve myself? And I have found that I, I did that a lot especially when I was in a place of burnout, like I was trying to buy my way out of burnout. Cause I thought this thing is the magic bullet. This freebie is going to change my life and how I work and how I show up. And almost never is that the case. Often I do. I probably didn't even always like read through or look at that thing that I thought I bought it for. Right. Because okay. I was too busy to even do it. And I do have the solace of like, Hey, I'm a lifelong learner. I can, oh, it's always there for me when I want it. But it's, that's again, not a, it's, I'm not, it wasn't always thinking strategically about what am I investing my money in or, or my time and energy in, you know, there are times where I would have been better served hiring somebody than actually buying those courses. Because then at least something would have got done because I could have delegated it to someone as opposed to feeling like, well, I feel secure with this information in my back pocket, you know, and so I
0: understand.
1: Yes. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know there are a lot of you like course addicts out there as well, mm-hmm. um, or program addicts, whatever you want to say, but, um, information, I have it,
0: information yes. is, is my, is, you know, my downfall it's everywhere. <laughs>
1: and it's so easy it's so easy to also intellectualize and justify these things right like to say like well i'm not buying you know uh i'm not buying like $5000 purses not that i have anything against that like but saying like somehow i'm investing in my business it can be really easy it's a slippery slope to say i'm investing in my business and then just really thoughtlessly committing to all these things because they do take mental energy. And so we are making a commitment to them. Even if we say, Hey, I'm not going to open that. I'm sure every time you come across that login or that program, you feel a little guilty that you're not doing it. Right. And that's that energy drag that I think we really don't pay enough attention to. And so, yeah, sometimes it's just thinking about, does this really have to happen right now? Um, I like to bounce things off of like having my biz besties and like ask them like, Hey, what do you think? And they can ask me those poignant questions that I would ask somebody else, but we can't always do our magic on ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's
0: great.
1: Yeah. So that's another strategy too, for kind of making that discerning, um, you know, that discernment of like, is this the right thing for me or is this just, yeah, something shiny.
0: Oh, I love that, and you brought up the next topic. I'd love to talk about, and it's burnout. And I think you're right. I have, um, I, I have been through burnout before, and it is easy to say, "Oh, this is the ticket out," because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I don't think you realize that you're in burnout. I think you, I, 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 but you share with us. You tell us about the signs of that, and when you know you need to do something, and what. share just a little bit about what you could do or how you could identify that that's what
1: it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you know, it's a good point that sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize it. Um, I would say even, you know, being a therapist and uh, doing the coaching that I do, like this is an expertise of mine. And yet when when I, when I was like in my first major bout of burnout, I didn't realize it was burnout because I still love seeing my clients. And what we often get taught is like, there's this compassion fatigue or that you start to like resent your clients or feel like frustrated by like their questions or like them, you know, like dealing with them. You can kind of, you just have like a lower, you know, like your frustration level is higher. And so you're easily frustrated, which is a hundred percent a sign of burnout. And because I didn't have that, I loved working with my therapy clients and my coaching clients. I didn't recognize that it was burnout, but I was having those feelings in almost all other parts of my life. And that was like, to me, the biggest eye opener. I just felt like, well, I have young kids, you know, cause I had three children in four and a half years and I started a business And I was like, well, of course I'm exhausted. Of course I feel exhausted and irritable. Like I'm look at, I'm not sleeping, you know, I have three little kids. This is what I'm dealing with. Like, I don't have enough time for myself. My, my husband and I don't have enough time for each other. Like, duh, of course I feel this way. And, and and then also even with staff, I'm like, well, you know, they, they just keep messing up and they're just not smart enough or they're not good enough or, you know, and so it's so easy to kind of justify all those things and not realize that was what was actually happening. Um, but so like some of the signs are, um, if you have this like overwhelming sense of failure or self doubt, that can be a sign of burnout because it's just kind of this fatigue overall with things, just kind of being over all of it, you know, or feeling like you're not, things aren't working because you're not good enough. So that's, you know, especially people who, you know, tend to lean more towards um, kind of like self blame or being really self critical or perfectionism. Um, Sometimes it's this feeling of like loneliness, like feeling kind of detached from people in your life, you know, because logically you could say like, well, I know, my partner loves me, or I know my friends love me or my kids, but you kind of feel this like space between you and your, and the people who are important to you in your life. And when you're in those low moments, like feeling like, you know, it's my relationship isn't as, as good as I think it is, or, you know, so you're kind of questioning everything. Um, I think another piece is loss of motivation, just really feeling, like, hey, I know I need to do this. It is important. I know it's important for my business, but I just don't want to do it. Like, I just can't bring myself to do it. And I think that when that's where you really start to see it with a lot of people who are, you know, like normally they always show up for people and over deliver, but then they, it's just hard to even do the basics. So that's another one. Um, and yeah, just kind of overall, just feeling really down and dissatisfied with life. I mean, those are I think those are like the major signs, I would say. Mm, Very
0: good. Because I think um, it's really easy to overlook that that's what could be, especially like you said, like you shared, if you're the type of person who says, I want to fix this, and you take on responsibility for whatever's going on around you. I know that happened with me um, when I I, I kept adding on things to do, trying to fix it. When if I had had when I, if I had stood back from it and said, Okay, there's a few things I've got to let go of that I didn't want to do, I didn't that was not my natural tendency to say, Okay, I've had enough. I'm just gonna stop doing this or you know, delegate, just wasn't. Um so for me it was, oh, I'll just do more till this gets better. I'm just yes, kept taking yes. it on, you know, until it was gonna get better. And I think that happens to a lot of people um in, in business and just in could you it's easy to gauge your success in business in some ways you know that if the revenue is coming in and all of that and you can feel like oh it's all great but there's other things that go with it that it's not as easy to gauge and I think that that's what leads sometimes to burnout um but that that's just from my own experience yeah. i um, and-
1: well, I think what you said was really important that sometimes though we can say, oh, look, my revenue is growing. And that was me. Like my business was growing every year. Everything was getting better. But was I, where was I approaching it in a sustainable way? And that's the other part of it. It's like, you know, and I'm, I've heard so many stories of this, of people, who uh, they've grown like multimillion dollar businesses, but they have zero balance in their life. Their family never sees them and they're feeling resentful you know, they they are starting to get sick. I mean, I think that's when you start to that's when a lot of people are kind of forced to recognize burnout is when they have, you know, these physical manifestations of stress, you start to become chronically ill, or you develop some kind of autoimmune disorder or something like that. And so it's like, oh, but if I only look at the numbers, right, if that's the only data point you're using, it's really easy to think like, oh, but everything's fine. I just need to get caught up or in the thing I hear all the time. If I did it better, it would be fine. Like if I just knew if I was more efficient and it's like, well, yes, I'm a huge fan of efficiency. I'm a Virgo. I love it. <laughs> but at the same time, like it's, it's, it's about like recognizing you have to have that balance. You have to take care of yourself. And yes, yeah, sometimes you just need to hire people, like sometimes efficiency, the the I have come to realize the greatest joy in efficiency is having someone else do it. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I totally agree. That's great. So um, that's all wonderful, and and I I know from experience we you know burnout is a, is a big thing, and uh, it happens to a lot of successful people. And you feel like you can run, if you run fast and hard, you'll get there and then you can rest. That's, exactly. that's, what you, that's your thought, but I'll just run fast and hard and I'll, uh, when I get here, I'll rest. But then you reach that and it's not all easy and fixed like you expected when you hit that revenue number or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And it's much harder um, even. So I think there's a lot more to it and balance is important and recognizing some of the things that get you there to burn out is, is important. And then knowing what to do, uh, once you get there. So what else would you like to share with us?
1: Um, yeah, I guess if we're going to stay, if we talk a little bit more about that, cause I do think like all of these things come together, right? Like we, we can lean more towards shiny objects when we're feeling burnt out. Cause we're feeling dissatisfied and we think, oh, this might be the thing that brings me back to my joy. Um, <laughs> so all of that matters. and I think ultimately, like when you're in that place or you when you're headed down that road to burnout, really being diligent about how do you structure your day, how do you structure your time, um, where are your boundaries with work? And like you said, you can be integrated like my businesses are a big part of my life and who I am and how I show up. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. But at the same time, having, having those boundaries about turning off my business brain and just being present with my family or my friends, or allowing myself that downtime to take care of myself is really important because then you're not, otherwise you're not rejuvenating. Right. And I find that when you give yourself more space and more of that downtime, that's actually when your creativity happens more. Like you get, you come up with those brilliant ideas that help you be more effective or deliver better or solve your client's problems better. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing all of this, and like you said, just running hard and fast, you might as well be working in someone else's business. If you're not going to take any time to like, enjoy the flexibility, enjoy the, the ability to kind of innovate and do things in a different way. Um, But if you think, oh, I, I just have to, I have to work 60 hours a week and I have to make you know, a hundred calls a day or I have to X, Y, Z, whatever, and you're not leaving space for what you get to do. I think it's, yeah, you're just setting yourself up for this, you know, negative cycle. Like what's the point? What's the point of, you know, having a business if you're not creating something that fits into your life and something that you want to do and enjoy? Like, I don't want to schedule my life. You know, I mean, I know there are people out there like, you don't have an appointment until one, like that's four hours or whatever you know whatever time frame they think that I should be seeing people and it's like, well, that's the beauty. I get to I get to choose my schedule and and still develop a business that is thriving and that I love. Like, isn't that the point? Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, I love it so much. So you said a couple of things that I love. I love that um, because we forget that sometimes, even when we're the one who has. Started that business, taken on that sales job because it was flexible and you could take your kids to school or you could pick them up or whatever it was. But if we get trapped in that, oh, but I want to reach this level this quickly or I want to do this, then it can be really, really hard to keep all of the benefits that you, that you came there for. That yes. you were there for. And um, you, you said something about um, rejuvenating. And that was actually my word of the year. Uh, was <laughs> I rejuvenate. love it. So I love that you brought that up. But um, I think that it is just so important that we remember what our goals are. And so when, when I was going through what I call burnout, I, I love, you, you said this about your creativity, really you have to leave room for that. So I love to decorate. I, I'm not a professional, I'm not a designer, but I like to decorate. Like I like little projects and I get really excited over silly things. During that period of time, you can ask my kids and my husband, I kept saying, my gift is gone. Now, I don't have a gift as a talent, but I have a gift that brings me joy, this yeah being that time of being creative and doing that and I thought my gift was gone like it's, it's just gone um and it, it wasn't gone but I did not give it time or a space to allow it to be there and that took away from my creativity at work and from what I was able to do there and the joy that I that I, just like you said I love my work I love it sounds silly but I love selling copiers <laughs> I, I love the people i love to talk to them about they what you know what they wanted to do and how i can make their office more productive all of that but if you don't allow yourself to have that joy then um it can be it can really be hard for you your family and then ultimately then your business that you've been working so hard on that that you kept thinking, when I get to this, it'll be easier. Well, it doesn't get easier until you learn to appreciate all of the things that are the benefits and manage it all.
1: Exactly. And, you know, what's so important about what you said is sometimes it's making that mindset shift to understand just like... um trying to think of like, just like you, you want to do your um, accounting in your, your bookkeeping, like all the time, right? You want to do it every month so that you're on top of your numbers and your data and all of that, or, you know, any kind of reporting that you do. And you think, well, this is well, I'm doing this because it sets me up in business to do better, to understand what's happening. I think we need to approach like self-care or or doing things that give us that rejuvenation or joy or creativity, if we looked at those as just as pertinent to our business, like it might, it might change how we're looking at it and and change it from that. I have to, to, I get to, right. Like Mm -hmm. I get to Decorate my home and be creative and do fun things because it actually makes me sell more copiers. And so putting those two things together, and I don't think we often do that, right? Like we could say, oh, well, obviously, um, you know, if somebody's like an Olympic runner and they go to the gym every day, of course it makes sense because that's what you need to do in order to be in that business or, you know, to achieve that goal. And it's like, well, yeah, but sometimes we need to exercise or, you know, be active or be outside because that's actually what helps us achieve our business goals as well. We just, they don't seem as connected, but I a hundred percent think they are.
0: You're right. That's, that's absolutely true.
1: All of this stuff just comes up so often. And I I think that people, you know, somehow have this idea that other people are doing it better, having it easier, aren't struggling as much, and getting to see behind the scenes in so many businesses as I do, I would say that is not the case. (laughs) It's just not something that people aren't sharing. Um, And even what you would quote unquote call really successful people, you know, this is just something that we can, that comes up for everybody. This, these feelings of burnout or having moments where you're not really in love with your business or just kind of challenging, or you're not feeling as effective, right? Like you're the strategies that used to work for you aren't now because maybe something in your life has shifted maybe you have a new baby or you had a parent move in with you or you've had a loss you know there's all kinds of things that shift our bandwidth i mean look covid that that was a huge shift in bandwidth for people and it and it changes what your ability to get done is. And so you need to kind of reevaluate, step back, like you're saying, and reevaluate and adjust like, okay, this is what my bandwidth is now. Like, what can I do to make this feel sustainable so that I'm still, I still am enjoying myself. Right. Because the, the push, push, push grind thing just it, you know, it might work short-term, but it's not sustainable. So, Um, I guess I would say you're not alone if you're feeling those things. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, if, you know, if especially for people who are feeling that like shiny object syndrome, kind of like, Ooh, i want to do all the things, which that was always one of my favorite sayings. I'm like, hashtag all the things I want to do all the things. And it's so funny because over the last two years or so, I'm like, uh, yeah, not so much anymore. Like (laughs) it's, it's like that saying, like, you can, um, you can have, you can afford anything, just not everything. And so it's like being more, you know, selective and discerning about the things that you're committing to. So you can do lots of different things, maybe not all at once, maybe not all today or this year, but you know, take that time and, and be discerning about what really would fill you up or what, what's going to be best for you.
0: Mm, i love that oh. so we should change our hashtag to all the things can wait Right? Not
1: just all the <laughs> i love that i might have to do that all the things can wait <laughs> oh, love it.
0: so they're not going away we just have to put them on the back burner a little while exactly
1: so. yes i'm a i'm a my new one has been put a pin in it that's been my let's just put a pin in that and we'll come back to it <laughs>
0: love that so share with us how we can um, find you and where we can find more. We'll of course put um, in our show notes, the download. Um, is there any other places you'd like to share where they can find you?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, my favorite places to hang out, I guess, online are um, my podcast, which is uh, the easily distracted entrepreneur. You can find that anywhere podcasts are since you are listening to a podcast. Now I'm assuming you're familiar with that. <laughs> and um probably just yeah heading on over to amberholly.com those are those are my best places I feel (laughs) perfect
0: well thank you so much for being here you've shared so much with us and I always love anytime I get to visit with you I appreciate you so much thank you